welcome back to Ty's podcast. I did definitely discover something new in the Bible, and I want to share it with you guys. So get your Bibles out. I operate out of the NLT, so that's what I'll be reading from. So get your Bibles out. Let's look into this. Let's break this down. You're going to love it. It's from the King of Faith, David, the great king. So we're going to be looking at Psalm 64 verses 1 to 10. Psalm 64 verse 1 to 10. And it reads, Oh God, listen to my complaint. Protect my life from my enemies' threats. Hide me from plots of this evil mob, from this gang of wrongdoers. They sharpen their tongues like swords, and they aim their bitter words like arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attack suddenly and fearlessly. They encourage each other to do evil and then how to set their traps in secret. Who will ever notice, they ask. As they plot their crimes, they say, we have devised the perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and mind are cunning, but God himself will shoot them with his arrows suddenly striking them down their own tongues will ruin them and all who see them will shake their heads in scorn then everyone will be afraid they will proclaim the mighty acts of god and realize all amazing things he does the godly will rejoice in the lord and will find shelter in him and those who do what is right will praise him so now that I read that, let's go into the translation of those of this passage. First thing first is the words spoken against us are among the most painful attacks we may ever face. If we trust in God, however, these attacks need not to cause any lasting damage. And we're going to break this down. We may believe that God wants to hear only certain requests from us. While it is true that we should offer praise, confession, and respectful petitions, it is true also that God is willing to listen to anything we want to tell him. David expressed himself honestly, knowing that God will hear his voice. God will always listen to us, and he will fully understand what we say. Evil can come in from many different forms, secret conspiracies or an ambush because satan wants to catch us unprepared he tempts us in our weakest areas when we least expect it but god himself will strike down our enemies whether they are physical or spiritual wickedness is widespread and affects us in many ways but finally victory already belongs to god and those who trust and believe in him So what I just said was I want to focus on tonight is physical and spiritual. Let's break down those that physical and that spiritual element so we could better understand what this truly means, because there's a big difference. So first, we know physical is something of this world. And physical can be physical is a human being. We know that a human being really not a spiritual person and 
not a emotional person or anything like that just a regular human being walking the earth but the two that i'm actually want to focus on and dig into a lot is the spirit of emotions and being spiritual so first let's take spirit of emotions like a spirit of emotions are stress depression sadness anxiety fear lack of self-control worthlessness scriptures that we can look at to break this down with people that was emotional so turn to numbers chapter 14 1 to 4 that's what we're going to go to right now then the whole community began weeping out loud and they cried all night their voices rose in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, they complained. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves. Let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. So obviously you see in this particular passage that so focused on their emotions and being so wanted to walk away from Moses and Aaron to go back to Egypt. When the chorus of despair, when everyone joined in, their greatest fears were being realized. Losing their perspective, the people were caught up when the chorus of despair went up. Everyone joined in. Their greatest fear were being realized. Losing their perspective, the people were caught up in the emotion of the moment, forgetting what they knew about God's character. What if the people had spent as much of energy moving forward as they did moving back? They could have enjoyed their land. Instead, they never ever even entered it. When a cry of despair goes up around you, consider the largest perspective before you join in. You have better ways to use your energy than to complain. Next, let's go into Judge chapter 11, 34 to 35. When Jephthah returned home to Mizpah, his daughter came out to meet him, playing on a tambourine and dancing for joy she was his one and only child. He had no other sons or daughters. When he saw her, he tore his clothes in anguish. Oh, my daughter, he cried out. You have completely destroyed me. You have brought disaster on me, for I have made a vow to the Lord, and I cannot take it back. Jehaveth rash vows brought him unspeakable grief. In the heat of the emotion or personal turmoil, it is easy to make a fool promise to God. These promises may sound very spiritual when we make them, but they may produce only guilt and frustration when we are forced to fulfill them. Making spiritual deals only bring disappointment. God does not want promises for the future, but obedience for today. The next verse, let's go to Ezra 3.13. The joyful shouting and the whimpering mingled together in a loud noise that could be heard far in the distance. 
The celebration after the temple, the temple found foundation was marked by contrast of emotions. Shout of joy, sounds of weeping, both were appropriate. The Holy Spirit can stimulate us both to rejoice over the goodness of his grace and to grieve over the sins that required him to correct us. When we come into presence of the Almighty God, we may feel full of joy and thanksgiving, yet at the same time feel sober by our shortcomings. So this type of emotional thing is good. So next, since we broke that down, I hope you understand how big this is, how we'll get to the point. But next, let's go to Job chapter 1, 20 to 22. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head, fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. Job did not hide his overwhelming grief. He had not lost his faith in God. Instead, his emotions showed that he was human and that he loved his family. God created our emotions and it is not sinful or inappropriate to express them as Job did. If you have experienced a deep loss, a disappointment or a heartbreak, admit your feelings to yourself and others and grieve. Let's go to the last verse of emotions. That's going to be Job 7, chapter 7, 11. I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. Job felt deep anguish and bitterness. He spoke honestly to God about his feelings to let out his frustration. If we express our feelings to God, we can deal with them without exploding in harsh words and actions, possibly hurting ourselves and others. The next time strong emotions threaten to overwhelm you, express them openly to God in prayer. This will help you gain an internal perspective on the situation and give you great ability to deal with it constructively. So when you have a breakup, when you have emotions, when you have frustrations, it's better for you to God and express yourself to him and cast it on him. It's much better to do it that way. Now we talked about the spirit of emotions and we know that we kind of don't want to operate in, in it unless it's through the Holy Spirit and we are worshiping and thanksgiving to God and we love him and we're expressing our love and our achievements and our accomplishments that we have for his will. So let's talk about spiritual. The definition of spiritual is having to do with the spirit, usually with God's spirit. So let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And it reads, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Paul mentioned three characteristics of effective Christian leaders power, love, and self-discipline. These are available to us because the Holy Spirit lives in us. Follow his leading each day so that your life will more fully exhibit these characteristics. Because the Holy Spirit lives in us, it gives us a spirit 
of power, love, and self-control. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. Idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, self-ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, and as I have before, that only one living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Is obviously you want to control your emotions. If you're just a human being and you're not spiritual, the bad part about being just a human and not having spirituality and not having self-control over yourself is well, you will never get to understand how God works. You wouldn't understand it because you're not spiritual. So you don't want to just be a human being and not have spirit and, and not have emotions and just live this wild life. But you don't want to be emotional because you're operating out of your emotions and your feelings. It brings a lot of things on top of you, like I expressed to you stress, depression, sadness, anxiety, fear, lack of self-control, worthlessness, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, self-ambition, dissension, division, all those things, if you operate in your emotions, then these things will be added onto you. So the best way, if you are spiritual and if you are living in a spiritual realm, you will have the Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit produces fruit. And that fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Share this with you and express helping somebody else. Hopefully it helps someone else to see why as Christians, we operate in self-control, focus on all those things that I just read, especially when we have the Holy Spirit within us. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will cause us to have outbursts of celebration and thanksgiving and love and joy, God's will, the Holy Spirit will definitely come out in us. I hope you enjoyed this. This is one of my biggest things that I did by myself. Um, I did some research and I've been putting it all together and I said, I have to do a podcast about this. So. I'm not going to keep rambling. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you follow through with it. I will have um, scripture notes that I have at the bottom in the comments below. And I will talk to you guys later.